Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 349. On this episode, we've got a piece of TV news, and then we'll be discussing the third season premiere of The Librarians, Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life, and recent episodes of Sweet Vicious, The Middle, and Life in Pieces plus some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 349. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com. And I'm Ray. <laughs> She's Ray. Also with us today, Hannah and the mouse in my house. <laughs> and right. my father soon. In news, and what should come as no surprise, even though I do like Dermot Mulroney, I think this has to do with Augustus's, Augustus Prue's terrible American accent. CBS will not be ordering more pure genius beyond 13 ordered initially. Yeah, I like that. I like that the story that I read wanted to point out that it hasn't officially been canceled because nobody said it's canceled, but they're not making any more. And yeah, so it, it's yeah, that's canceled. what that means. Friends. <laughs> that's what it means. Uh, it's not likely to get like another 13 episode order you know, for next season or something like that. And I hope that they, I hope that everybody at CBS is kicking themselves because they got rid of Limitless yes, for this right. schlock. So that's our news. Prime time, the librarians season three, episode one and the rise of chaos. I completely forget what happened in season two. Like, uh, <laughs> I, I know I watched every episode, but I think that's the thing nowadays with so many shows and then also shorter runs of shows. While a lot people seem to think it's great that a show has a shorter run when you only do 10 episodes and then it's another, you know, 50 weeks until you know, right. or something like that right. until it comes back again. You you do. You totally forget like what uh, happened in the last season, I mean, this is mostly setting up something, you know, new for the the new season. But, yeah, you're like, so, yeah, what? I had that same thing. I was like, uh, I watched the whole show. I really enjoy the show. It's fun when yeah. I'm watching it. But I don't, I don't really remember what really. Wasn't the... it about accepting that there were multiple librarians versus just one? I think oh, that's what it was yeah. About. I guess that's something what they like that. finally, yeah, they finally. Uh, came to it now that they're, you know, and her, and she mentioned in this episode seeing, you know, about her seeing them in the future and trying to get them there quicker and things like that as, you know, as they're okay. a much, even though they're a much better team already. But yeah, of course, something gets unleashed that'll be, you know, the ongoing thing. The only thing about it was, I mean, I have it heard or seen anything or, or or whatnot, but did the way this story gets set up as this battle against, this big battle against good and evil that he's been warned about since you know, back doing the librarian movies uh, type of thing does that sound like a final season type of thing? Possibly, probably I know TNT is trying to move away from the lighthearted stuff and go darker so maybe I like Noah Wiley so much in this show so much hello I do as well okay. <laughs> I was like, I just... did everybody hang on 
Um, No. I don't know that I love anybody else. (laughs) I did love the singing. Um, Their five-part harmony or whatever was a lot of fun. Uh, just cause I like, I would love to hear Christian Kane sing all the time. Um, and maybe it's not that I don't just, I, I know that that's his real accent, the, the Australian accent, but it's so annoying. And, um, I think Lindy Booth's character, like she's supposed to like Cassandra, like she gets more quirky to me every episode and I'm just like too much quirk when I watch. Yeah, she has gotten yeah. a, a little bit like I don't know, like louder and and stuff like that in that in that character. But it, I still think it's the the fun interactions and things uh, between all these people. You know, like he's climbing up the thing at the beginning and he stops to you know give a fact about something, and they're just like, uh, right. "Keep going," and you know they're. But they're all working together as a team. I like when they show up at the Science Museum of Boston. Uh, and uh, even though they're there to try and stop something or find out what's going on, they see a submarine. And like, we want to play on the submarine. I'm glad that the submarine did come back and we got yeah. to go on. Uh, so, yeah, that was... Uh, I mean, it's just uh, fun stuff like that. But also... Some of it is like the very beginning where you're just like, really? Would you just walk into the back and find <laughs> uh, find an old uh, you know Egyptian co- coffin and just open it up? Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> without question. Every time I go to the science museum, that's <laughs> all I ever do. Is, Jason, your trips to the science museum must be boring. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't rummage around the back as much as everybody else, I guess. Well, now you're going to have to. Excuse I me, to, I need to be excused. I need to go open the sarcophagus. Apparently, and, and I don't ever get the right pair of headphones that... Uh, exactly, that talk to you. <laughs> I can have some ancient being talk to me in. Exactly. I I... I don't know that I have much to say about the story. I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. It's a, it's not a show I rush to watch every week. I watch it every week, but it's certainly not the first thing I watch um, by any means. It's yeah. just good for when I don't have to pay attention a lot. Yeah, it's just it's just fun. I still like these types of shows, and they're getting fewer and far between to be able to find things like that because yeah. everybody seems to be you know, going darker or more serious or whatever. And you're just like, uh, I mean, that's why I like, you know, stuff like lethal weapon and I love lethal weapon. You guys. Just because <laughs> I love it while, so much. while they go a little off the deep end on some of their stunt type stuff or whatever on occasion, it's still the interaction between them and stuff is fun. Even, yeah. even when it hit, you know, it, it does have a dramatic side to it, but there's, a more, you know, fun side to it. And there's not, there's not a lot of shows that have that. And, you know, this is definitely a little bit more on the out there, sillier side uh, of things, but that's sort of what makes it fun. Cause sometimes you want to just sit down and veg out mm-hmm. and watch something that's fun. Uh, but that may be a little bit more involved than, you know, like a half hour sitcom or something. And, uh, 
you know, this fits the right. bill really nicely. But the only thing I had to really had to say, which I already mentioned, was is that the storyline that they were setting up by the end of the episode felt like an a series ender type of thing. Yeah, I'm sure that that's where it's headed. Um, Ray, is this still one of your favorite shows? It is. Okay. I enjoy it. It's fun. I mean, I don't. She's still watching it, so it must be. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't have deep thoughts about it. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if I see it as a. And now, deep thoughts deep, on the librarians deep, with Rick. Deep librarian um, thoughts. They uh, they seem to set up like uh, the world is in danger every season. So I'm not sure That's if I true. see it as a season ending mm-hmm. or not. But well, I just felt that because they not- tied it because because of the way their conversation at the end, the way they they made it sound like this was a looming thing that they had been warned about and not that they haven't been going up against good and evil like all this time but they made it sound like this was the big good and evil battle that was you know coming or 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 that you're already in you know you're right in the and uh, i don't know that was just the feeling i got got from it but i of course in this type of thing they could always (laughs) these guys are really they're really creative they could find something else to you know, to yes. be it, there's always some new artifact or, or something. I else do they think can come Rebecca Romaine tries too hard. <laughs> She's just a try hard. That Eve character, she just tries too hard. I don't know how to explain it other than settle she down. She tries too girl. hard. She tries too hard. Yeah. So that's, I mean, we don't have any deep thoughts on the librarians, but it is what it is. Sweet Vicious, season one, episode two, The Writings on the Wall. I got to get this out of the way. The lead actor's American accent. I hate her. Which it's one? Like the blonde. You can just tell, like, in her mouth, I can tell she's trying too hard. And it's really annoying. <laughs> is that the theme of this of this week's podcast? Yeah. Is, it usually is. is Amory try, hates the actor. <laughs> trying now, too hard with Amory. <laughs> I just, I don't like her accent. But other than that, I mean, the show... I had no idea what it was, and then I started watching it. I don't hate it. I like so. it a lot. Do you? I was wondering I what you, if you did. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it, but I like it a lot. Did you? Were you aware of this show, or was it just like how did you come to know it was a thing that existed? Because I didn't know. <laughs> um, I feel like some TP, TP? TV people and mm-hmm. TP people. Right. Um, <laughs> some TV people were talking about it on Twitter, so it maybe caught my eye. And then Adele from Australia talked about liking it. Um, she may have retweeted something that Daniel Feinberg Fine. Uh-huh. Feinberg is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't follow him. Um, that he said, which I can't, I don't remember what it was. Um, something about Greek, I think. Um, that I was like, oh, I'll give it a try. And here's here's the thing, I'll be honest with these shows. I was going on a trip, in which case I needed to download an episode. <laughs> I needed to download some entertainment. So that's kind of how they got me. Because mm, they made it available. Down- Correct. I download those pilot episodes. And... Um, 
like I finished the pilot episode and I was like, when does this show air? Because I really want to see the next one. <laughs> huh. So I think I take that as a sign that I really like it. Um, yes. I mean, I'm, I'm a little uncertain how I'm supposed to feel about what's happening in this. That they've killed a dude? Yeah. <laughs> and just um, buried, they chopped him up and buried him? Yeah, the, <laughs> that was <sighs> the... That was the one thing about the first episode is it seemed like it went way off the rails like really quickly. Real fast. Like Real I fat. I didn't expe- I didn't expect it to go that bad. <laughs> like yeah. uh, cuz it didn't uh I mean we briefly talked about it a little bit on the on the cable TV preview on the podcast but mostly about like that it was you know like this sorority girl and her friend or something that were going to be vigilantes, but you didn't really know like what that, like what that was going to entail, like what that really meant, like what uh, type of thing it took. And I like the, you know, the sweet, vicious uh, part of it, but it was also, it did sort of go off the rail. And now you're at that, you're already at the point, you know, yeah, where they're, they're burying a body in the second episode. Right. And yeah, the guy wasn't a good guy, but, and probably was going to kill her. So yeah, she had to do something to stop him, but also none of that would happen. Like if she hadn't showed up there to attack him, right. uh, but it, it's a weird, it's sort of a weird mix of show because it has this sort of goofy, fun, comedic, side to it but then also her sarcasm is great i um, do love brian cranston's daughter but also this very serious subject matter you know like that leads up to her putting the name of the guy on the wall at the end in the right where you know at the you know in the women's in this one women's restroom at the college where you know, nobody's getting any help from the police or campus cops or anything and like that. And of course the guy she killed is their love interest stepbrother. And could he say the word stepbrother a hundred more times? <laughs> it's just, I I did like it. I was surprised that I liked it as, you know, as much as I did that I watched the second episode right away. Um, like when I had first watched the pilot. But also I had all these thoughts like, why why did they already kill a dude? And how <laughs> how do they get out of that? And I don't know. Well, it's the the stuff that they did. Like the she didn't mean to kill him. Yeah, I mean she was just. It was an accidental. Like she was just trying to save her, right? Yeah, right. Truly mean to kill him. So that's one thing. But then all the stuff they did after is where you go. Okay, well. Yeah. Instead of deciding to to kill him. (laughs) But why don't you not dismember him? (laughs) Right. Or, yeah, instead of deciding to try and, like, clean up and just leave him there to be found or something, and they, you know, they they take the body and clean up and then decide to, you know, take out his teeth and <laughs> take off his hands. In an impounded car, wouldn't they look in the trunk? Apparently not right away. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah, I think they would. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, that was the only thing I felt is like it spun out of control too fast that it felt right. like, okay, where do you go from here? And I enjoy the rest of it. Like them, you know, sort of 
the whole thing of her getting, you know, after they get because of this, she's like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And then, you know, she talks her back into uh, doing it by showing her the wall. As all good vigilante sidekicks do. Yeah. And, and then they sort of start to team up and they, you know, they, they mess with the guy uh, at the end. And it's like all of that stuff is the, you know, the very serious nature of it and the subject matter that they're covering it's such a it's an interesting take, but then it has this weird other side to it that it just seems like it's almost too much, but there's something about it that I like. Like I, I almost like apparently the next episode is already available, like out yeah, it is. on demand, and I almost just watched that when I was done uh with the last one. Because there is something about the show that's that's very interesting. But it is a weird juxtaposition of... And she's Brian Cranston's daughter, the green-haired girl. Yes. So, there you have that. And she's, you know, and now she's Breaking Bad. I did and like, now she's... I, I did like in the second episode, we're not doing the Breaking Bad. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Because yeah. she wanted to do it in acid. She wanted to drop him in we're acid, not right? Going to dis- we're not, yeah, we're not going to dissolve him in acid in the bathtub. Stop. The bathtub falls through the ceiling, so (laughs) not a good idea. She's very smart not to. Yeah, stop suggesting the Breaking Bad idea. But yeah, I'm surprised I liked it, and that's that with that. I will watch more. I'm definitely interested in in watching more, but I'd also be interested on uh, other people's take on it, if, if they're watching it. Like, what do they think about the type of show that it is, and, you know, like, what it's covering, but then sort of how it's covering it. Right. And if that's, uh, you know, if that's working for you. I do love her relationship with her friend, the guy. Oh my God. You're the worst. He's amazing. I love Brandon Michael Smith. I love him. So everything about like that pairing, which I guess is like, I like those things. So it makes me think, Oh, I'm like, I, I can look past the other stuff. I mean, I feel like I'm not sure how I'm supposed to feel about what you guys are doing. Right. Right. Yeah. They, they have all these things like, like she shows up and just has stash money all over the record store, uh, and then she's selling the rest of her drugs off to, you know, to get enough money to get the car back. And he's back there, like, "Are you selling?" <laughs> no, nope. But then you have, you know, in the middle of this sort of goofiness, you have uh, her walk in, and you know, she sort of freezes a little bit when she sees the guy that sexually assaulted her. And her best friend's boyfriend. Yeah, and then it goes. Yeah, it goes completely. Uh, you know, in a in a different direction, and or you have all these different fun interactions, and then he goes to get his froyo, and then gets stopped Racial by the profile. he's stopped by yeah. the cops, and you're just like, you know, for nothing else than he was wearing a hoodie and sort of met the description of whoever they were they were right. said to be uh, searching for, except that. <laughs> Like, were there any, I, I almost want to go back and watch the opening or that scene of before the, the frat, uh, you know, sends no, their pledges and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean, was there even anybody, was there anybody like that was like non-white stuff? Like, was there anybody non-white, like in that frat, like that was out there? Cause they were clearly searching Typically, for frat people. No. And, uh, and so that was all 
you know, that was all, uh, you know, kind of messed up. And so it's, it's stuff like that where it has all these like fun interactions and you know, weird, you know, and the sarcastic humor and, and the, you know, the, the vigilante stuff and, and whatnot. And then they're dismembering bodies and people are being racially profiled. And, and then it, it's, yes. it's, it's talking about rape and, and sexual assault and, and all these things. And it just is, it's a, such an interesting mix that I, I'm interested to see where, mm-hmm. where they go with it. So we'll keep watching and we'll see. In the middle season eight, episode six, Thanksgiving eight. Oh boy. I don't know why, oh my- but this, episode made me cry like a baby and I think it was because maybe because my brother has not had notoriously uh friendly girlfriends in his life that have not embraced my mother so to watch Frankie have to accept the fact that she really did touch a nerve and really did you know piss Axel off in a way that their relationship is fractured oh man it got me in the gut I was surprised it caught me off guard, and all of a sudden, I had just tears streaming down my face. But that's what I love about this show. That's what I love, guys. Eight Thanksgivings in, and it still surprises me. Yeah, it was tough. And because they've never done that, where an episode for them ends on a bad note. Right. In eight they years. Always... Like, they've always resolved it. So that was a surprise. And I just... I think April's the stupidest person on earth. And I think that's the point we're supposed to, but also, you know, she's a boy mom and that's always, I mean, she's stupid, but other than being stupid, she's fairly, she's totally banal like or benign or whatever. Like she's not going to impact. Like, I think that they just want more for their son, obviously, but if he loves her and it's not like she's like, she's not rude to Frankie at all. Like she doesn't like, she totally embraces the family. And, and I don't think she realizes obviously that Axel was supposed to be, you know, or that Frankie was expecting Axel for Thanksgiving. Cause that he made plans. Cause April wanted to make the plans. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Like if you, if you stepped back and you weren't in Frankie's place, you would go, well, Axel's really bad about caring about what the family's doing. <laughs> right. So you can totally see Axel being like, yeah, sure, we can do any of that stuff. I don't want to be at home. Exactly. Um, which does, is not the same as not wanting is wanting to hear his family doesn't like his car. Right. And not but only yeah. do they not... I was happy, though, that it wasn't just Frankie. Right. Like, they in all the family, like- that they were all like, oh, my God, I can't stand her. Like, I was happy that they all felt that way. Um, cause you know, Frankie can get like, she's the shrillest of the group, obviously. And she, you know, everything kind of has to go her way a lot. So then everybody else was like, Oh no, she's fine. But when they started to really acknowledge the fact that they couldn't stand this woman, I was like, okay, good, good. Thank you for acknowledging that and giving some weight to Frankie's insanity. Agreed. I just don't see them fighting you guys, but. We've inve- I've invested so much time with the Heck family that I hate that they're at odds with each other. Hate it. I know. That's all I really have to say about the middle. And mostly we're watching. We're talking about the middle because we've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, it was a you know sort of Thanksgiving weekend, and some there was some less stuff on a little bit this week, and then and why. then there was some things on. 
this week, like the next show on the list, which was actually on on Thanksgiving night. And then, of course, the last show we're talking about, I mean, there was... Oh, I watched that in seven hours on Friday. Yeah. That didn't yeah. take up my weekend. Yeah. It was fine. But that's but that's six hours of other stuff that you didn't watch. True. Uh, true, true. But so that's the middle, and we love it, and I love it, and I never want it to go away. Um, it's just, you just want to be them to a, all, you just want them I want to them to have be. a happy ending, obviously, but um, I just it's a show that in like I said, eight seasons, guys, and it still surprises me. It still makes me laugh. I still love it more than I love most things on TV, and that's what I have to say about that. Um, Life in Pieces, another show I love dearly. Season two, episode five, Dinner Professor Steps Lesbian. That Dougie didn't know she was a lesbian was amazing. That actress sometimes grates on my nerves, but when she's given the right things to do, I think she's very funny. I love that her name is Dougie. I love that. I love that whole story. I love that she was like, this is not going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. And she's just, and I love how game, what's her name? What's Betsy Brandt's character's name? That how game she was to just like kiss a girl. She's like, I'm in. Like I want, and of course she goes totally gung ho about it. And she just like wants to be involved. And then they're like, and of course he races over there and it obviously is going poorly because nothing ever works out for her her husband. I love it. I love it so much. Um, I don't know. My favorite part of the episode was the dinner party to start the episode out. Oh, that dinner party was <laughs> unreal. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Um, because the two of them are literally children. <laughs> Where they're giving it, they're trying to give it, they're giving them advice of what is, what they should do when they get married. Uh, that and their whole... fight, of course, is amazing. <laughs> She's just going to go to her teacher's house? Oh. Yeah, but, but it, it ends with, uh, oh, you guys just uh, stay. We'll be back. In, we'll be back in like 40 minutes. What I really love is that I forget every episode that they are still married. Like that they didn't get it annulled. And so when it came up that they were married, when you're an old married couple or whatever, and I was like, wait, they're still married? Oh. And, of course, Carrie Elwes was great, <laughs> the professor. Um, and I just love how kind of dumb. Diane Weiss character is. Like, <laughs> she's so funny because she's just, she's so flighty and I just love her. Yeah, it, she does. It doesn't even occur to her. And then all of a sudden at, at the end, she's like, oh, oh, oh. Right. <laughs> <You know? Right. laughs> uh, but I also liked him showing up like in his letterman jacket type of thing He's to amazing. pick her up from school. And she's like, but then what am I going to do with my car? <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, the the little things that they pull out and that they find to do in the show, I think I just really like the format that they decided on where they could just yeah. hit on all these different little things and it doesn't have to be the crux of a whole episode. It's just the crux of, you know, like a five minute segment or a two minute bit or, you know, or whatever. What did she say ran behind her in the screen when she said, when he asked if those, something was like someone was there with her when she was on Skype with Greg? <laughs> when Leah uh, loved I it. Care. That too, where she was trying to hide the fact that, that Lark had started walking. 
So good. <laughs> she goes walking by in the background of the. I love it. Of the camera. I'm, just, yeah, just, I'm glad that I didn't give up on it because I didn't love the pilot. And then I watched the pilot again. Then I did love it. And now I love it more than anything. Well, not more than anything, but I love it a lot. But even like little stuff like, you know, like she <laughs> Lark says her first word. And so he decides he wants to show her. What was it? Star Wars or. Well, because she says a character's name. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And then she's like, you can't tell your dad that I, sh- I showed it to you first, you know? Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> and the only reason she might be saying it is because they had watched it the night before. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I Those don't know. Those two are they're... my favorite. They're so funny because she's so dry. They're like, they're so good together. Yeah, her reactions to things that he sa- he says or does or anybody says yeah. or does, like she has the best, uh, you know, sort of uh, reaction shots. Yes. My dad is in my kitchen currently dealing with my sink. My dog did not care. Well, I guess she does care that he's here. She thinks he has food. She has a bowl in the kitchen. She's not eating out of it. Whatever. So that's Life in Pieces, season two, episode five. Our last show to talk about in prime time is Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. And I love Gilmore Girls. I watched every episode that ever aired, probably 17 times. A couple things about me and my Gilmores. I hate Christopher. I am Team Jess. And I came out of the series where Luke was probably my favorite character. After the revival, Luke is still my favorite character. I am even more Team Jess than I ever was before. And Christopher, it's just a blip on the radar of my life. I think that scene was important with Christopher. Sure. But it could have been a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it was okay that they at least had one scene with her father. Sure. Yeah, that was, I don't know, I, I think that partially highlights the part of the revival problem and the inability to have access to everybody all the time. Right. Uh, leads to some of the things that feel, that feel weird. Like they created a story. So it, it didn't feel weird that Suki wasn't there until it felt weird the entire time. And well, but it may, it at least sort of made sense. And then she pops up, but then it felt weird that she had popped up in that episode but Michelle was the one at the wedding. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But, but she wasn't. Yeah, and it also felt weird that Jess wasn't at the oh wedding. Oh my god, tell me about it. Like it seemed like it seemed like somebody like that would have been the person that he would have called, unless Keeper Sutherland was available. Yeah, well, from like for for a quickie wedding type of thing that was happening that they were just, you know, it seems like that would have been, it would have been it wouldn't have been uh, what Lane. And, Right. <laughs> I mean, it was Rory's quickie wedding. Yeah, later yeah, there. Yeah. It so there was there was stuff that felt weird about that. Like they weren't, you know, they were able to get her there and have her there for that one scene, but they when they were they couldn't have her for other things that would have made more sense. And there were things like that throughout, you know, where just the way it was done, some of it felt, you know, you could see some of that, you know, sort of the same you know, in a different way, but similar to, you know, Arrested Development in, 
you know, when they did another season. I wanted to slip my wrist during the, the musical. <laughs> and not because it was bad necessarily. It was just, it went on yeah. for so long. Well, yeah, there were other things like that went on and on, like, and I was right there with Lorelai. Like, I was like, how is everybody else enjoying this? Like, what? What of are course, they? What are they seeing? Uh, I mean, I liked who they brought on, you know, sure. to to be, you know, in the musical, and I liked, you know, the little bits of like finding out that the, her therapist was trying to get into the musical and mm-hmm. various things. I I thought they did a good job of dealing with, you know, revolving it around, you know, the death of, you know. Edward Herman, husband, father, grandfather, uh, and right. how the, and how each were dealing with that and and stuff. But uh, what did what did you two think of Rory's story? Rory's the worst. She's a tramp, and she always has been. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I think I love Matt Zukri. I love him so much, but I was never a Team Logan fan. Though I understand, and I was saying this to Ray earlier, and Ray, this is what I was talking about. It was boxing. Jen said to me, the way it is is that Logan is her Christopher and that she could never quit Christopher much, or Logan, much like Lorelai could never quit Christopher. And then Jess is her Luke and will continue to be her Luke. And that look through the window clearly means that, like, she's going to raise Logan's baby on her own and Luke is, or Jess is going to be there for her. Okay, sure. I mean, That's I. Fine. I, yeah, That's I guess I'm choosing to believe it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see all those parallels, but it also seemed like, I mean, granted, I never watched season seven, so I don't know where they left off story wise. In, in he that. proposed, turned him down, uh-uh. and uh, I don't. I also don't. Uh, I mean, it's been so long since I've watched any Gilmore Girls that I don't. It's not like right there in my my head, but it seemed like. This is not where, like, maybe her career wouldn't have turned out as great as she had hoped or things like that. But the weird idea that it just felt so weird to me that she was the other woman. Like, this whole storyline where she was, you know, she was the secret side piece uh, was, I mean, while I get the parallels and things like that that you're talking about, it just seemed really weird for that that's where that character would be 10 years later. Well, that character was there with Dean. She never got out. She never grew up. I mean, other things she does too. Like, I don't care about her sleeping with whatever. It's the whole being engaged to somebody else thing. Yeah. 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 While Uh, she's also apparently sort of dating somebody. I did like the running gag of Paul that nobody knew. Well, that was a funny running gag, but. It also went along with like she's sort of seen somebody and also seen somebody on the side while he's engaged and she he's secretly seen somebody and the the whole cheating thing just seemed like a really weird place that you know even oh, I you, thought it was totally in character for Rory. I don't know. It didn't seem like I don't know that lessons learned Look. as a child or <laughs> growing up would have uh, apparently led her there. I don't know. My real problem with all of it is, I mean, I had a lot to, my problems with 
sleeping with Logan while he was with the other person were the least of my problems with her. <laughs> Amazingly. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I had a problem with that, but that she's also, it's just the way she's handling everything where I'm just like, I just, and I feel like the show was trying to say that we should be in her, we should agree with her to some degree. Like, I guess I just didn't see enough of the show, like not validating her opinion about things to mm-hmm. include the sleeping with Logan, being with Logan, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, cause every time she said I'm a horrible person, like, Somebody's there, Lorelai, whoever, to say, no, you're not. You're great. And you're like, no. No. <laughs> At some point, you got to be a mother and be like, yeah, no, that's not a great thing that you're doing. Yeah, you, like, just, right. had a, you just had a one-night stand with a Wookiee while you're dating somebody and seeing somebody else behind his right. fiance's back. It's a little... <laughs> I did like seeing Tank Sade, though, because I love him. Life and Death Brigade. I mean, maybe their story went on for a little too long, but Ugh. I really like Tank Sade, so... Still went on for a little long. It was such a weird interlude into the. I mean, clearly we have to see them sleep together. That has to be a moment, but like yeah. the whole thing, I was just like, this is too. Like, what is happening? But I did cry I, a ton. I cried a ton. I cried a ton. I mean, here's what I really feel. <laughs> Tell us what you really I, think, Ray. I enjoyed, like, seeing old friends and hanging out in Stars Hollow, whatever. But the truth is, The fall episode, I felt, hit the most right notes. And Mm. I felt like if you could have just taken a few pivotal scenes and important scenes from the three other episodes and worked them into the fall episode, which probably would have meant you would have had to do less of the Life and Death Brigade thing, that I would have been happy with that as one movie revival. (laughs) Um, Instead of having... Like, I was just more critical of them because of the other three that came before it. Like, I, the fourth one was probably the one that I cried the most during it. It hit the, me the most. Like, I enjoyed the most out of it. Her realization on the hill behind the coffee shop with her story about her father was beautiful. And then Luke basically yell screaming why he loved her was beautiful. And I just, you're right. There was a lot of good moments in that episode. Right. And I mean, you would have had to have some of the other stuff for those moments to still resonate. Work. Yeah. But I think, I think you could have gotten enough of them in there and just made one like long movie that would have given it to you. I mean, and there are other little things that annoyed me. Like if you're doing the seasonal thing, could you have some time pass? Right. <laughs> like, because in the show itself, we weren't seeing, like, at least as far as I could tell, we weren't seeing that many days at a time. So a whole season didn't pass in just the one episode. But you would go to the next episode and the whole weather would be changed, whatever. We would clearly see that it's a new season, but it would be picking up right where we left off. And I felt like in some cases, like the therapy case, it actually probably would have benefited a little bit from a passage of time so that we were coming in not at the very beginning of that story, but kind of somewhere in the middle of that story so that, you know what I mean? Like it would have given you a little more to play with, I think. And I just don't understand why they chose what they chose, like to act as though you were picking up at exactly the same moment, even though visually (laughs) all season has passed. It's a kind of a weird way to have chosen to do it and then to totally throw away the time and make it not pass. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it was it was sort of hard to to tell 
like how much time had actually passed in different except for the one time it said one week later yeah well there were times like that that it showed you that or you knew that if you saw if you saw them on the couch and then you saw them on the couch again it was a week later and like that went on for a little bit so that that shows you some passage of time but it it also all the different like travel of Rory like you God, yeah, she was like she was a very quick flyer yeah. who had a lot of money to spend on her flight. Like, like she was Penny's boat situation for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, and there was yeah, there was other strange like logistical things like that uh, in how the story flowed, and then like I said before with the uh, the, the, on the, phone. the different characters that you couldn't have all the time, uh, and so. That made uh, some of it strange. Also, like like I said, I hadn't watched any in such a long time. Did there was there like dream sequences and these types of various things in the series? Yeah. I mean, I, I I mean the Paul Anka one was funny, but yeah, but there was that, and then there was the whole thing at the end where you know Logan shows up with his group of friends and you know, lights are changing and things are happening and birds are talking to her and, and stuff that you're like, uh, some of that can happen. And some of that can't like, it was very weird, like half dream sequence, half really happening. There were things like that that threw me off that I was like, did stuff like this happen in the show? And I just don't remember it. I don't know if it happened as often. Quite the way. Or, yeah. yeah. Like it didn't happen that often. So it's kind of, more spread out, but I also didn't happen quite like as not extreme is not the right word, but we'll say extreme as it happened here. <laughs> right. And right. I think that like, if you watched the other shows that these people have produced, you've seen how they've done it in those shows. Like they've done it way more in those shows. So I wasn't totally surprised by it happening because it's a very, like it feels very, well, it's a very bunheads thing to do, like a very, yes. right? like a very end of a, end of a bunheads episode type of uh, type of thing that exactly. would pop up every once in a while. And that's what I mean, like, like in that last episode, I was like, oh, you can so tell that she wrote and directed this episode because it's right. so, like these things are her things. Like, and some of them I'm fine with, like the whole wedding thing. I enjoyed that. That was one. so wonderful, and right? Kirk, it was. I was so great. Like, I love that Kirk was involved, and that was really great. Right. Like, I, I love that version of it, but the Life and Death Parade one was too long and too much, where I was just like, I just don't. <laughs> Why are we spending so much time doing this? Right. So, yeah, it's like a weird, like, and they did the dream thing. They've done those type of things in the show. But, again, not quite maybe to that extreme. Right. I don't know. Um... I'm perfectly happy. Like I've come to accept the ending and her being pregnant with Logan, and because uh, we have to assume it's Logan. The Wookiee was too far prior in the year for it to. We have to assume it's Logan, especially having the conversation with Christopher. Chris, right? That's what, um, like I went back and rewatched the conversation with Christopher after. I, oh, I knew from that conversation that she was going to say she was pregnant, and for years I have thought that the final four words would be "I'm pregnant." involved in some way um but i didn't really know how or that logan would be involved or any of that stuff so yeah so christopher yeah so i knew that she was pregnant from that conversation didn't those final four words also seem like they would have made 
more sense as the final ten years words. ago. Yeah, like ten years yeah, ago. Absolutely. Or, or or if the series had gone yes, on they for another couple of years. Completely changed it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Because that and, was that was the thing. Like you were like, okay, so that's that's where we were heading. You go, okay. That my my first thought was, well, that would have made sense in like if the show had went like ten seasons or. You know, or something no, I mean, like that. that was the reason they left, wasn't it? Because she wanted to end the show. Yeah, or, you know, or if it would have ended at the end of seven or, or, or six or whatever, it would have, it definitely would have made more sense than 10 years later. Right, when she's 32 years old. It seemed, uh, yeah. I it, think a lot could be said that most of the things that Rory went through in this episode, in this these seasons, would have been better served 10 years ago when she was 22 instead of 32. Well, yeah, it, it seemed like... Ten year, you know, uh, well, ten years later, but after, like, if she, this would have been, like, to me, it, it almost seems like, yeah, it could have worked like she was still, uh, like, in college or something like that. But the storyline that they felt like, they, that it, it felt like, it felt like they were telling a storyline where she had been out of college for, like, a year or two, you know, and she was trying to get into the job market, and she was flying around and working on contract pieces and, you know, all this different type of stuff that felt like a storyline that was eight years too late uh, type of thing. It, I, I, yes. I think it would have made more sense when she was younger, but to have gone what would be what nine, 10 years after graduating from college. Right. It's kind of so, interesting. Cause I think it's also why, perhaps the Logan thing is so like why they have to like keep her with Logan. Right. Cause they yeah. can get her to this moment. Whereas it doesn't really make sense to me why she like, I, I don't really see it totally. I mean, I guess I get like what you're saying, Amory or what Jen had said, like that, you know, he's her Christopher. And I get that to some degree. I don't totally get it because the parallels aren't fully there. Um, but I also see now why like you have to like, to some way stretch it for me to believe that she would keep going back to this guy. Like there's, there's not enough there for me to see why she would go back to him over and over again. Right. Um, but clearly that's what has to be to set up that ending. So um, I also feel like Log- to be fair to Logan, he's not Christopher and it's right. kind of unfair that, you know what I mean? The show kind of portrays it that way. Like, that it would even be the same situation at all. Like, I mean, first of all, because it's unfair that the show didn't have Christopher saying the truth about the matter, which was he was too young and not in the position. Like that's where the age thing doesn't quite work for me with this ending because Logan's in a totally different position. Like, yes, his family is pressuring him to marry this person, but he clearly prefers Rory. And if there's, (laughs) if there's a real reason for him to push back on his family, you know what I mean? Like, I think he would. I don't right. actually understand why his family wouldn't like Lo- Rory anyway. Well, his family hated Rory. I know why they hated her. I just don't understand. I mean, I know that they did hate her. I just don't really understand why. Like, she fits yeah. the other requirements for them. It's not like she comes from a nothing family. I mean, it's probably my problem sure. with Rory overall, where I feel like the show is asking me to feel sorry for Rory at times. Like, her life is so hard. And I'm like, no, her life is really not hard. Like, yeah. Like, I don't feel sorry for her in those ways. Like, there are ways you could make me feel sorry for her, but that's not one of them. Right. And and they kind <laughs> of, like, it's like they try to play it both ways, you know what I mean? And you're just like, yeah, no. 
Yeah, when somebody yeah. makes poor choices over and over and over again, it's hard to feel sorry for them when they made the when choice they... over and over and over yeah. again. Well, and then when they've had everything, like, it's not like she made choices based on not having a lot of choices. <laughs> she right. made choices, like, you know, like, she never had to worry about a car payment. Somebody bought a car for her. She never had to worry about paying for college and therefore having to make decisions about how I take a job to pay back college. Like, she doesn't have all those limitations on her, so I don't feel sorry for her in these situations where you're just like, oh my god, there's jobs for you, why aren't you taking them? Yeah. Well, then she goes to take the job that they all basically were handing her, the girl from Bunheads, and she's like, too cocky to do any research about it. Yeah. Yeah, but also, I, in that one circumstance, I did sort of feel like... A- I was sort of on Rory's side. And that that girl's too young to be doing what she was doing. Yeah, but who keeps, yeah. <laughs> who stalks the other person and then asks, you know, and then when they actually come in, says, you got to sell me on... Millennials. <laughs> yeah, probably. But but uh, that that was another bit, the whole 30-something club. Billy DeYoung's not 30, so I don't know how she was in that group. But whatever, I guess they just wanted another bunhead. But yeah, but it was also like, like, why? Oh my God, the cameos. Like this whole, but this whole thing of like, wouldn't she have known something or something like, right? Or or something like that they, if they were all in the same age range, they all would have gone to, you know, living in that town, she would have known these people or whatever. She didn't go to Stars Hollow High, so. Yeah, but, but still, it's not like a huge, huge town. And. But I did like I did like the uh, the thing in with the parents. <laughs> they were the parents of the thirty something club, and they wanted to know uh, if if she if uh, Lorelai wanted to join them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, that was kind of funny. But I don't know. There was just a lot of I enjoyed much of it. I enjoyed seeing. I think, like you said, Ray, you know, seeing like old friends and seeing these people interacting again together and uh-huh. the whole opening scene was, you know, was really good and, and things like that. Uh, but then some of the storylines that they were telling in different places just felt weird. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I, we've all said it already, but it, it felt weird to be telling it. Now you were telling a story you wanted to tell then, but you were trying to fit it around a decade later storyline and uh, those two things didn't always mesh that well together along with not having access to everybody. And so the way people popped up or weren't there or, or just I, like, um... weird storylines you had to create for why people weren't around. Some of those things took away from it a little bit. I think ultimately this is where it ends. I'm I've made peace with the fact that Jess is her Luke and they'll get married eventually. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not where it ends, because Gilmore Girls is hugely popular and like the number and um, it crashed Netflix in ten years when they do another year in the life, yeah, and Lauren Graham still looks the same because her face gets carved up. I'm just saying she. Ha- I think she's had a lot of plastic surgery. She looks wonderful. It's good plastic surgery. There's just no way she would still look that good for her age. Oh, I love Gilmore Girls. This has not changed my opinion of Gilmore Girls like the finale of How I Met Your Mother changed my opinion of the whole show. (laughs) So, yeah, I will make peace with the end or accept new episodes. That's where I lay. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think if you just pretend that she's 24, it works a lot better. Sure, sure. But we can't. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't mind the ending at all. I uh, Like I said, I enjoyed Fall the most yeah. of all. So yeah. I think that uh, I rhymed. Um, um, I do want to add Emily's whale story was amazing. And Emily's number of times she said bullshit. I'm sorry. I had to quote it. <laughs> In that DAR meeting was glorious yeah her finally just uh just going off on the how just stupid a lot of the stuff that you know her coming to a realization that some of the stuff she had been involved of and some of the stuff she had done was just dumb uh and she was just tired of it and didn't want to participate in it anymore and you know it got her kicked out and she was perfectly happy with uh getting kicked out and going to live in nantucket with her giant live-in family from right. the, 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 from the housekeeper to, to all of her, all of her relatives. That was pretty good too. Uh, I did also like the scene where Lorelai shows up and she's cleaning out the house and she's wearing jeans. And after they talk, she's just like, Oh God, yes, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Like what? Yeah. So I'll go. That's Gilmore Girls. We could probably talk for a decade about it until the new episodes come back. <laughs> Reality, I just want to talk about Survivor and how it continues to be another season of surprises every turn. And I kind of love it. And I don't really have a favorite. They've pretty much gotten rid of the people I hate, which is good. So now it's just a fight to see who wins. And I'm kind of rooting for everybody. So that's exciting. Oh, nice. Which also makes it more difficult at the end when they have all of their, um, like when they have all of everybody's like competing and you don't want anybody you like to go home. <laughs> it makes it very difficult when there's like eight people still left and I want all of them. To go. Yeah, you don't you don't have that that one person that you hate that you can keep rooting against the whole time, right? Until they finally get taken out, right? So that's Survivor. TV recommendations. I just want to say one thing that I hated the pilot of speech, not hated, but I really didn't like speechless. Um, at least not as much as the rest of the world seems to have liked speechless or me. And, in general. <laughs> right. But I really have grown to love it. And the Thanksgiving episode, I just, I enjoyed it so much. So I'm, I, I've come around on the show and I would recommend that you as well, try it. Speechless getting a lot of love here on the podcast. I didn't give it a lot of love. No, I said it's getting a lot of love on the podcast. Clyde recommended it last week. I've recommended it in the past. Amory, you've now finally come around. I've come around. To the right way of thinking about the show. And it's nice to have you on board. Yes. Thank you. Any other recommendations? Uh, My recommendation is the same recommendation I had last week, which is... Killjoys? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, which is Killjoys, no. Uh, which is uh, signing up for Amazon Prime if you haven't, if you're not an Amazon Prime member. Now's the perfect time to take a free trial, get your free 30 days, get all your free shipping for holiday gifts and stuff like that. I do love Amazon Prime. And then I could also, not live without it. And then also I just watch, Amazon Prime flip-flopped. <laughs> and then so also check t-shirt. out all the various... Uh, you know, shows like the new season of Man in the High Castle that's coming and... Or Fleabag! Watch Fleabag, you guys. You won't regret it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of... They've got a bunch of shows that are actually uh, really good on there now, uh, in addition to all their other offerings that come with it. But 
just go to tvtimes3.com slash prime. Uh, that is an affiliate link, but you get this, you get your th- free 30 days, and uh, we get a couple bucks for you signing up, and so it helps us cover the hosting costs of the podcast and whatnot. Uh, it's the old win-win-win situation. Nice. Everybody wins. And uh, so if you're not a member, it's a good time to check that one out, tvtimes3.com slash prime. Nice. Um, and Ray, do you have a recommendation? I don't. I'm sorry. I'm barely watching any TV. You're so. not going to jump on the speechless bandwagon there, Ray? I mean, I watch speechless. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's, that's as good of a recommendation as you're going to get. If it's still on. I, mean, I don't love it, but it, I mean, it is one of the very few shows I still watch these days. It's still so. making it on Ray's list. So that's a win so that's, right there. That's, that's, a, that's high praise. Um, you can find links to our recommendations and the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 349. I got to go watch the Eagles game. And that's all she wrote. Or said. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah, Have until, a great night. Yeah, it's hell next week. <laughs> until next week. Oh, all right. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye.